So today we are here with Dustin from the Wizarding Trunk. And, and Stephen is also here. Y'all, I just ate some Thai food and like my takes on my favorite Dumbledore portrayal, my mouth is hot. So to start off, Dustin, let's start with you introducing yourself, your house, your Patronus, and your favorite Harry Potter character. So my house, I'm a Gryffindor, my Patronus is a Husky, and my favorite character, which never seems to be anyone's favorite character, but mine's Harry. So why is Harry your favorite character? Because look, I don't, it's funny because I think you said that not a lot of people tend to agree with you. I think I don't know if bell curve is there. I wasn't really good at math, but I think there's like a, there's some sort of relationship between people who don't engage with the series a ton, having Harry as their favorite character. Then there's the curve where there's like the people who engage with it a lot. And they're like, Oh no, like I just do Harry would just be like the easy answer, quote unquote. Right. Um, but then, you know, there's people like you who engage with the series all the dang time and who think Harry's your favorite character. So I'm, I'm curious why he is. Yeah, he just goes through so much um, through his entire life. You know, he lived with the Dursleys, had a really terrible upbringing through them, and yet, you know, he still came out to be a good kid um, and perseveres through anything that he's put up against. So a lot of people tend to go, Luna Love Good, and uh, some of the other people who are, I mean, they're great personalities. I just think his his... I guess his demeanor and everything after everything he went through as a child uh, and still turning out as good of a kid as he did. I think that's one of the reasons I gravitate toward him. And he's, I mean, he's the main character, which I mean, I guess could be kind of a cop out, but uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's why he's my favorite character. So how did you find or come into the Harry Potter community and the books? So growing up, I was in a, so I live in the South and I grew up hearing that Harry Potter was terrible. Uh, I was not allowed to read it. Um, couldn't watch the movies when I lived at home. And so I got into the Harry Potter game really late, I guess. Uh, once I moved actually out of my parents' house was the first time I saw the movie and uh, I fell in love with it and read all the books multiple times after that. And uh, I mean, I see, obviously what I do now, uh, but one of my friends, his name was Kyle. He introduced me to the series and uh, we literally binge watched every movie in two days. And uh, so that's when I picked up the books. So that's how I was introduced to it. So what, what were some of your, I mean, other than obviously, Oh my gosh, I love this. Like what, what were some of your first reactions when you finally did get to, to see the movies and then read the books after you know, because I, I grew up in the South and my parents are not, not to make, no, are, my parents are not of the South. So not to generalize the entire South into one perspective, but my parents were, they didn't care what I read. You know, so ha- having grown up hearing not so many great things about Harry Potter, right? Growing up in the South where for better or worse or otherwise, there definitely was a lot of negative connotation about the series as it relates to portrayal of, of religion and, and the supposed corrupting influence that Harry Potter had on kids. Once you finally were able to get into it yourself and see the movies on TV and read the books, how did you feel? Like what, what were, what were some of your thoughts? I thought it was great to me. That kind of thing is what you get out of it personally. So my mom wasn't 
like that at all. She would have had no issue with me reading the books or watching the movies. It was more my stepdad who was who had that kind of thought uh, behind it. So me personally, I I rented the book from the library at school, and he told me to take it back. So uh, I had no ill feelings towards it. I just hadn't been introduced to it. But the first time I even saw the movie was uh, Chamber of Secrets when they were uh, at the chess match getting to the stone. And when I first started watching it, I didn't know what it was. And uh, I found it to be pretty intriguing. So when I told my friend I had never seen it, uh, he was like, you've never seen this? Like, we have to watch them. Uh, so we started over from the beginning and uh, watched it through. And I, I thought it was great. I have, I've never looked back. Yeah, I mean, the listeners, the thousand listeners out there can't see what Danny and I are seeing right now. But you have some shelves and basically an entire wall. I have to imagine what the rest of the room looks like. That <laughs> rivals any I have seen on on the Pottergram and in the community before. And I have to imagine that plays into the fact that you now have um, a subscription collecting service that you operate Right. Um, I, as someone who has somewhat of an, not somewhat, as someone who has an addictive personality, I, I get that. Um, but before I get talking about the wizarding trunk and why I love everything I've received in the two boxes I've received so far, um, I'm curious what, um, of the movies, which is your favorite, which is your least favorite and same for the books. My favorite book is probably the Goblet of Fire which is strange because my least favorite movie is the Goblet of Fire. Uh, and I, I can't describe exactly why that is. I'm not sure if it's simply because they didn't cut their hair. I mean, they just, they, <laughs> the characters look so vastly different in that movie to what they do in every other movie. So I, I don't know if that has something to do with why I'm not the biggest fan of that movie, uh, but that's my favorite book. My least favorite book would probably be, oh, I don't know if I have a least favorite, um, Half-Blood Prince maybe? Just I don't necessarily gravitate that much towards reading that book. Um, and my favorite movie would probably be Deathly Hallows, part one. This is a great interview so far, Danny. This is great. So, yeah, no, I, I, opinion. So it's funny on another podcast, and I'm not really usually a fan of promoting other podcasts on here because competition be damned. But um, <laughs> Sarah, our friend over at First Year's Pod, uh, just uh, on the day of recording here, I was listening to her most recent episode, which is the Chamber of Secrets movie um, review that she did. And she was talking about uh, the different Dumbledores, right? And Richard Harris versus Michael Gambon and which she likes better. And she goes on this, she's like, I just have to say, and she talks about why she hates Michael Gambon, basically. She's not hates, but she talks more about why she loves Richard Harris and why Michael Gambon's uh, uh, um, uh, a, a less good portrayal of Dumbledore. And then she goes, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And it was just, it was the funniest, like, but and sentence I've ever heard. Um, so there's not, that's all to say, there's not a right and a wrong on this podcast, but the answer you just gave was right. It was absolutely <laughs> right. Exactly. So again, as we just talked about, you have a wall behind you that 
Insane. Insane. Um, how do you go from someone who picked up the series slightly later in life, like not necessarily as like a middle school or whatever, right? Uh, to someone who now has just a glorious wall of what I can see with my terrible eyes. I see Funko Pops. I see some of the packaging from the Wizarding World treats and things like that. I have to imagine some of the products that you now uh, sell are on there somewhere as well. How, sure. how does this happen? Well, I said I would never collect Funko Pops. and there's. I said that too. <laughs> uh, my wife brings that up every time. I'm like, oh, there's a new one. Um, but I am... I'm, I'm quite the, the geek, I guess, and I hid that from my wife for so long. My wife really hadn't been introduced to Harry Potter until me, and we had probably been married a couple of years. I mean, she knew I read the books and liked the movies, but <laughs> she didn't know any of this uh, for a while after we were married. And um, I got several other you know magical subscription boxes, and... There were a couple that were just kind of falling behind. So we were in Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru, actually, and I said, hey, we're going to start a subscription box. And it kind of just went from there. I uh, reached out to a friend of mine who did shirts, and uh, a year later, we're in a whole other place. It's funny on the Funko Pop note, and I apologize to the to the thousands of listeners who can't see this, but... Yeah, most recently Funko came out with that limited edition Harry with the invisibility cloak. And so I saw that. I was like, okay, I'll pick that up as a birthday present for myself. And while I was on the website, because I, I just typed in Harry Potter, I didn't you know, click on this one specifically. I, you know, I got the whole search results. I was like, oh, there's this really cool one of Dumbledore with Fox. I'll get that one too. And I, my, my mind registered that it was like $15.99 as opposed to $10.99. But I didn't. I thought, oh, well, there's Fox as a prop, so that's more expensive. Then I get a box in the mail that's like the size of like a mattress box. I'm like, what the hell did I order? And I now have this thing. Yeah. And for the listeners, Dumbledore legit is as big as my head. And I have a pretty big head. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do with him exactly, but uh, <laughs> I got him. He's like it's as big like, as the screen. It's like Hedwig up there. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. Yes. About that size. Yeah. I had no idea. Because on the website, they don't... I mean, look, I didn't read into the exact product details, mind you, on like all the subscript print, but the boxes look exactly the same on the, on the search. <laughs> so When my wife came home with that headwig, she sent me a picture of it and said, do you have this? And when I said no. I thought it was just a regular headwig. And when she got home, I was like, how did you know I didn't have that? Have you seen a box that large here? Like, no, I didn't have that. So I, so I, as much as I enjoy derailing the conversation, uh, you're welcome, Danny. I am curious more about uh, about the Wizarding Trunk and what once was a, a different named box, um, but ha- your creative process, right? Because I've now been subscribed for, I believe, two boxes. That sounds right. It's either two or three, but I want to say two. Um, and... What I love is I love the the product description sheet that comes with every single one because a you get to see what everything is and and the fun creative names that 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 they all have but b not everything that y'all do is made in house like you use use vendors for some stuff 
Right. Okay. And so I'm, I'm just curious how you've come to know whoever these vendors are, who these people are, and, and how, how this has evolved from sitting in the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru. <laughs> so I actually have a subscription box group on Facebook. And I, I would get a lot of things in boxes when I – I still get a ton of boxes. I mean, I have so many. Um, but I would get them, and I'm like, well, I won't use this, uh, so let me – let me make a Facebook group and then I'll, I'll sell all the stuff that I don't want. And so from there being in that group, I've got some uh, admins in that group who uh, you will have seen in our box. So Twillins and Tattings, uh, she's an ad- administrative person in my group. And then uh, Flitwick's Candles, uh, she was an administrator for my group. So it was just kind of like by chance that the people that I said, Hey, would you like to be an admin for this group also did other things. And when I said, Hey, I think I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to post about it in this group and see what people think. They were like, Oh, if you need any help, let me know. And, uh, so I stumbled across a few that way. I'd seen in a Facebook group, um, alchemy for the skin. They do a lot for us as well. I'd seen uh, some posts about that uh, from her and reached out to her, and uh, we've never looked back. Um, were, 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 was Alchemy for the Skin the ones that gave me the lip scrub in one of the more re- in the most recent box I have? Yeah, the the Final Memories one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she, her name is V. And anytime I'm like, hey, this is what I'm thinking, uh, she does an absolutely excellent job executing it. And you know, we do get feedback at times. So like not everybody would necessarily want a bath product. So from that standpoint, we're trying to move what we do to almost be a replica in a sense. So like the Dittany and things like that, that people may not use that way they can at least display it. Um, so we try and take feedback in that manner uh, to, to better ourselves in our box. And I will say that, Again, the two the, the two that I've received so far, really, it's it's a real. I think your last sentence there nailed it on the head. There's a really nice mix of both some products that are practical, some that are nice, like replica, like shelf pieces, but also ones that can be both, can be either. Um, mm-hmm. I like I adore that because you know, and and no shots at the wonderful people at other subscription box services that I've used in the past, but like there's sometimes I get stuff and it's like, well, what the heck am I going to do with this? Like I have no use for, I don't even know some of the most bizarre stuff I've gotten from a box whose name rhymes with shoot sheet. Um, and it's like, I just don't know what I'm going to do with some of these products. So I, 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 I absolutely adore the the stuff I've received so far. Um, but at risk of gushing any further and making the turning this into like an hour long ad, I will turn it over to Danny. <laughs> so when you're choosing stuff for each box, cause I know you're themed. How do you kind of go about picking those products and what fits with which box? Um, to be honest, <laughs> we, me and my wife usually sit around a fire and that's what I was doing before the the meeting connected. As I was, I was literally planning out boxes. Uh, this is this is what I do on the daily. Uh, even when I'm in my my muggle job, which we won't tell them that, but um, we will 
put out like 20, 25 ideas on paper um, that will fit the theme. And then we go through and look at which are practical, which are not, uh, and start marking them off. We're really big about asking our subscribers, hey, what what do you want to see? Like, what do you want to get in this box with this theme? And a lot of them will say the same thing. So like, okay, well, how do we, how do we do that? And then we will start researching items from, from there to make sure that we're giving people what we want, not just a, a bunch of random things in a box or sorry, giving people what they want versus what, what we think would be cool in a box. So how far in advance do you plan a box? Like, are you working just on the next one? Or are you like boxes ahead? Some boxes where boxes ahead, like the 7.1 box with the, uh, the like in memory stone or the headstone that we put in there. Um, when we said we're going to do this and we're doing this, you know, for the years, I knew that that was going in there. Uh, so there are some items that we just know that we've planned six months out. Um, but other items that people love, like the, uh, I don't know if either of y'all got the, the headmaster box that we just did. I haven't yet. And I was going to ask you what I have to look forward to that. So the one item that was kind of like a last minute addition to the box was the cursed bottle of mead um that's given to the headmaster supposed to be given to the headmaster and it was not a six month out thing it was like a, a two week out that i was like hey this would be an awesome item let's let's see if we can make this work and uh we designed it in-house and got everything put together for it and uh got it sent out and it was probably 50 percent of our subscribers favorite items so uh, every now and then with my ADHD, we get uh, ahead of ourselves at the very end, and we we put in another item uh, that was not at all planned, and it is the the best received item in the box. So some of it is planned well in advance, and some of it is last minute. And my wife hates it when I do that. Yeah, and but sometimes those are the items people love. Yeah, there was a lot of really cool stuff in that box. Every, the, all the feedback we've got from that one is that it was our best one yet. So. Um, now that you've been doing this for what, about a year or so, right? Um, it was a year in February. Our first box shipped a year ago in February. So, I mean, other than the obvious of you now have a sustainable business that you've created since, you know, since last February, what has been like, how do you feel about how things have progressed from that Dunkin' Donuts line to where you are today? And if we had this conversation a year from now, like, where do you want, you know, the Wizarding Trunk to be? So we said from the very beginning that we were going to grow at a very slow rate. Um, we weren't going to just open the floodgates and take as many orders as possible and then drown and uh, disappoint people and make them wait six, eight months for a box. Um, so we had a, a growth target that we hit every time we opened subscriptions, we were able to sell out um, simply because we, we didn't want to be that box. Uh, and there have been so many. Um, and it's, it's the main reason we actually did this. Um, because there were so many boxes out there that were months behind and 
so we are exactly where we want to be. And I think with what we've learned in a year, uh, it's allowing us to grow uh, more quickly right now. Um, and even with everything that's going on in the world, uh, you know, we still haven't been late on a shipment, knock on wood. And hopefully we continue to not be late on any shipments. Um, but yeah, I would say in a year, if we double in size, I would be happy with that from now. Uh, but we, we want to continue doing it at a pace that is good for us, but is also good for our subscribers. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, never mind just the business side of it all and, and how to responsibly run a, run a business. I think it's just really smart from a developing a, a followership and developing a community standpoint, right? Again, no no shots at any particular other subscription boxes whose names rhyme with shoot shape, but like I'm still waiting on a box from them from like you know, like last April, right? It's like I, I yeah. just don't I don't even want it at this point. I just whatever. Um, but I, I know one thing, and I know you touched on it a little bit earlier. Like I know one one piece, at least in my from my perspective, as just a as a as a customer and as a observer, that's been crucial to your success has been uh, your your partnerships with a handful of uh, you know Harry Potter inspired Instagrammers and influencers out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so here's a good chance for some free publicity for them. Feel free to shout out any of the people who have been instrumental in helping you out in the community. Yeah, so Potter Collector. Um, he was one of the first people we reached out to, uh, to ask to unbox for us. And at first you could tell he was like, who are you? <laughs> like, uh, I've never heard of you. Um, but then after he got our first box, he was, he, he seemed to be super excited about it. And we, we plan to work with him forever moving forward. And, uh, book Rose, who does a lot of different boxes. Uh, she's not just a simply a, uh, you know, a magical, Harry Potter unboxer. Uh, she does all kinds of unboxings, uh, and we had been watching her unboxings for a while before I actually subscribed to Gobstone Alley. I subscribed because of Book Roast because I had watched all of her unboxings. Uh, so, Simply Potter as well. We've worked for, I think, I don't know if she was got one of our first boxes. I think we started with year two with her. So, uh, those were the three that we uh, worked with immediately who have done, you know, amazing things for us and we continue to work with them. And then Cherry Wallace, uh, she reached out to us, I think around year three, maybe it was year two. I can't remember. Uh, so we had started a working relationship with her and it was, it was crazy to see, you know, being somebody who was not new to the boxes, but then in eight months, all the people who you kind of like bought, boxes based on their recommendations to see like, wow, that's mine. You know, that was a kind of a, a shock factor for us. Yeah. I, I was going back to my own Instagram just to confirm. Cause I, again, I kept saying two or three. I, my first one, I confirmed it because well, I take photos of everything I do in life. And if I don't take a photo, did it ever really happen? Um, my first was the, the uh, seven part one box. Um, which Brandy turned me on to. So shouts to you, Simply Potter Girl. And I've seen Peter's videos. Peter has a million things that he does. So at some point, I stopped paying like specific attention to what he's doing because I know it's something awesome and I'm going to love it. I'm like, oh yeah, Peter did a thing. <laughs> um, but you know, the seven part one box is incredible and the seven part two box is incredible. 
Um, I got that one right as I relocated out here to South Carolina um, for COVID. And it was just really nice because, I, you know, not that my house where I lived in Arizona looks anything like the background we're staring at at your home. But, you know, I, I don't have any of my, you know, my things here with me. They're all they're all boxed up and they're all in storage. And so getting the, the seven part two box was wonderful because I was able to, I mean, decorate's a strong word. I kind of just put things on like a dresser. But I now have some things that make me feel comfortable and feel at home. And I, I absolutely adore it. Um, so, yeah. Good deal. Let's move on to some random Harry Potter questions. Oh, gosh. They're all opinion-based. Okay. So you, you don't have to feel like you're taking a test. That said, we know how I feel about opinions on this podcast. So just be mindful. Stephen has thoughts and he believes his answers are mostly correct. Not mostly. They are correct. <laughs> Sounds like we would get along very well. Look, I'm saying I am always here for a virtual happy hour. You had him at the book four and movie four opinion. I would no, well, no, like you had me at the really damn cool subscription box that I, I've been a part of for a couple months now. You really sold me with the the, the Goblet of Fire opinions. Um, first question, throw relative softball out there is which class at Hogwarts would be your favorite? It would be a toss up between potions and charms. But maybe charms. Those feel, at least to me, those feel very different in terms of type of magic vibe and all that. So I'm I'm curious why both of like you know why both are up there for you. That's an excellent question. <laughs> well, right, because like for instance, like like I was always growing up, like I was always a, a history and a Spanish and a choir kid, like. You put me in subjects where there's absolute right and wrong and things like that, like science and math, and you lost me, sure. right? But like, to me, potions and charms feel like classes that aren't of of the same ilk, right? Like they feel like very different utilization of your brain, and if you want to sure. get into the magic of it, different uses of magic and all that stuff. So I'm just I'm just curious. So I feel like charms is I don't know more action packed. Um, you learn how to do more. You know, if, if you were ever in a duel, there's a lot of things you would be able to use with charms. Um, potion making is an exact science. So me and my wife, before we did this, we had bakery. And that is a, like an exact science. So there's not that those things are similar, but I mean, there, you could draw a connection. Uh, so I feel like I would enjoy potion making, not to mention the vast majority of things you could make uh, with potions, good and bad. Um, so that's why I think I would enjoy potions. That makes sense. So if you were at Hogwarts, who would be your friend group? And it doesn't have to be like just the students. It could be any generation, any character. But like if you were at Hogwarts, who would be the people that you would be hanging out with? The Weasley twins, probably. Yeah, who was it? It must have been when we did our episode, Danny, with uh, Amy and Iana, where one of them said the Weasley twins, right? Otherwise, the Weasley twins have surprisingly not been one of the more popular answers here. Everyone wants to hang out with Neville and Luna. The Weasley twins seem to be like the people that 
you are acquainted with and that you hang out with, but aren't necessarily like in the group with? I'll put, I'll put a fun twist on that question. Who would you hang out with during all of this fun pandemic social distancing? The Weasley twins. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, if you're there for the chaos, then I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, you, you cannot have a dull day walking around with Fred and George Weasley. It's just Look, no that's, that's so point. true. But like the, the it's true, but the other side is how many mm-hmm. things are going to turn into the wrong creature? How many things are you going to eat and then turn into a canary? That's how many times fun. are you going to be like <laughs> sleeping and like shit's going to be blowing up around you? It's 2020. It's already blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the episode title, Danny. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, sorry, you can edit that out if needed. No, that's great. We well, look. We are so here for for casual social commentary. Um, okay, what's another good question that we like to ask here? Um, Snape is he a hero or is he a villain? He's a villain, in my opinion. There are so many. Oh, well, his redeeming qualities are this. I don't think so. And I actually said this in one of my last videos. So I unbox occasionally my boxes on YouTube and I ask a question. So I think Snape is a villain. And I there are so many people out there that would disagree and would agree. And in one of my last videos, I ask in the video, I was unboxing the the headmaster box and I was talking about a Snape item and I was like, Hey, tell me in the comments, what do you think? And people, some people were vehement that he was just a terrible person. And some people thought he was great. I just think you can't treat young children the way you treat young children and be a good person. <laughs> That's just the way I feel about it. I don't know. Uh, I, I get that in the end, he, always was trying to protect Harry after the fact, but he kind of stepped in it when he, he's the one who, uh, who put Voldemort on their trail. I don't know. That's just me. I'm very good at inserting a natural plug. You mentioned in your last answer that you ask questions in your videos. Uh, what videos are you talking about? So I, I have a, Harry Potter unboxing channel and Instagram as well, uh, where I unbox Harry Potter boxes. <laughs> so it's Potter watch on YouTube. Uh, I think, I, I mean, it's not a big channel at all. I just do it for fun. I've done it for a very long time. Um, but yeah, so that's where I asked that question. <laughs> hey, I mean, look, size of account isn't a thing around here. I know that we say we have thousands of listeners, but in reality, it's really just like a couple of Danny's non-Harry Potter friends, Paula, and occasionally my cousins. <laughs> so like, look, it doesn't matter if it's a big account, small account, doesn't matter. If you're doing it and you're having fun doing it, that's all that matters. He's also sure. lying. We have more than that. <laughs> okay, look, in addition to my cousins, we have your cousins. Uh, all right. You'll have my wife eventually. There we go. And she can listen to it when she's getting into her car to go drive wherever <laughs> during that bizarre interlude. And I'm sure both of my kids will want to want to listen to it as well. You have, Okay, this is a thing I was not aware of. You have kids. Are, yeah. they, are, are they of reading age? Are they into Harry Potter? Are you forcing it on them? What, what's the story there? So I, I shared a meme the other day that said, if my kids don't like Harry Potter, I'll turn them into Harry Potter and lock them in the... <laughs> 
cupboard and it stays. Um, <laughs> um, my, I have a nine-year-old and a four-year-old, and they both love the series. So my son's room is themed after Harry Potter. My nine-year-old, um, they have listened to every box uh, for a long time. We read that was like story time at night when we were going to sleep or when they were going to sleep, I would read them the Harry Potter book. So um, they are very much into Harry Potter, love the movies. Uh, my four-year-old, every wand I get from a, another box that we won't name, uh, he runs around and chases the neighbor kids with the wands. Uh, so it's a great time. <laughs> great time. Have any of the items that you had in your boxes been inspired by either of your children? I'm not sure. Um, I don't think so. I don't think at their ages they, I mean, they ask questions and my, my son, he, he wants to unbox with me on YouTube. Like that's like his <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, that's like he wants to be in a YouTube video. So you'll see that. But as far as the box goes, they do help us when we were first packaging boxes, both of them would help us package boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they would, they would want to put stuff in there. Uh, and then we would have to, of course, go back and like rearrange it correctly. Or if someone's box was missing something, I was like, okay, well <laughs> you can blame it on one of them. <laughs> that's how that's how that happens. Um, but yeah, they're, my nine-year-old is getting much more involved with the box or wants to be definitely involved all the time. My four-year-old, he's just, he is a different child. He marches to the beat of his own drum for sure. He's also four. Yeah. That kind of comes with the territory. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, there's a lot of steps in the process between where I sit today and me having children, but hearing a bunch of our friends in the Harry Potter community talk about, their children engaging with the series like that, that gives me hope that God forbid I ever become a father one day. Like I will actually enjoy parenthood and it will be rewarding. Cause it just, that would be so lovely. Every, um, every Halloween, that's what they want to do. Uh, I think on, I don't know if I posted it on the wizarding trunk Instagram, but my nine year old at a much younger age, he was Dobby. And it was the coolest thing ever. I think that picture is on our Instagram. If it's not, it's probably on my personal Instagram. But it was, it was great. So, Stephen, if you have children that will dress up in Harry Potter, will this change your opinion on dressing up? Look, I can no. I it's not. Look, look. I have no. I take no issue whatsoever with anyone else who wants to cosplay or dress up. It just it's not for me personally. Oh, I understand. I was just seeing if that Halloween and your child was like. You have to dress up as this person. I mean, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) knowing, knowing me and the backbone that I have are very much lack when it comes to people whom I love asking things of me. I anticipate I will be in some form of a cosplay if I ever have children and or a wife who demands cosplay of me. Good answer. (sighs) Yeah. <laughs> and it's recorded. All right. Let's just do creator shout outs and get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> so I know you've already mentioned a few people that you have worked with, but are there any people? They don't have to be people that are involved in your box, just people you enjoy following and just support in general that you would like so, to shout out. 
there is someone who does a ton for us that is really behind the scenes. So there is, in the last couple of boxes, JP Mistlecrow is the the person who's done our art prints. So uh, they did the Malfoy study print, and the, that is that is one of my favorite 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 things. But they do so much for us, like the we have a special edition box that's listed right now. Uh, that's the Halloween box. They did that graphic for us. They did the graphic for the headmaster box. They helped me design the label for the potion bottle that was in the headmaster box <clears throat> and things that uh, there, there's a candy in the headmaster box. Uh, they designed the label for that. So things that go on behind the scenes that don't exact, don't necessarily get their name stuck to it. Uh, she does an amazing job with that. Uh, my wife does not get near enough credit <laughs> for the, all of the things that she does for the box. Um, it's, it's usually me on uh, social media and uh, all of that, but she literally, it's, it's her job. It's what she does every day. Um, but as far as creators and people that we follow, uh, I follow so many people on Instagram that do amazing things. Um, I'm going to say his name wrong, but Wind Windermere Wands, I think that's his name. Uh, he's somebody excellent to follow. Uh, Book Roast, um, she is an absolutely amazing account to follow just because she cares about so much more than Harry Potter. She's super, super active with what's going on in the world right now. Um, if you don't follow her, she puts out a ton of information uh, to, to stay up on. Um, but really, everyone that I follow, Muggle and Khakis, you do the same thing. I mean, there's a, so many things that you post that, uh, especially with everything going on right now, that people who may not see it that much, um, at, you know, on their everyday Instagram feed and wouldn't expect to see it, now get some perspective that they may not get otherwise. So I appreciate that from everybody. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. So not only did he give his correct opinions on Goblet of Fire and make a bomb subscription box, uh, but he also shouted me out in his creator shout out. <laughs> Danny, I think we have to replace you as co-host of this podcast because he's my new best friend. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Well, then. I came into this podcast every single week looking for a potential Mrs. Hatterer. What did I find? Not that, but a new best friend. This is great. This Thanks is for replacing great. me. Look, Danny, have you ever shouted me out during your creator shout out for the episode? I don't think so. Did you ask me to be a part of this podcast? Okay, sure. You get some points for that. <laughs> but that's old news. What have you done for me lately? I bought you a podcast, Mike. You bought me up. All right. You know what? <laughs> Who's your creator shout out, Steven? Dustin, I tried. I'm sorry, man. Look, this friendship is real, but I can't get you on the podcast full time. Uh, <laughs> my creator shout out for this episode is actually three people. So um, today while we're recording is during the, the pass holder days that Universal is using to preview their, their return to, to functionality at Universal Orlando. And I had three friends who were all Harry Potter people, um, one of whom I've known since college, two of whom I've only known through the Harry Potter you know, community, but none of whom knew each other. 
And I got them to all meet up at the park today and they are like all friends now, or at least they seem like they like each other. I don't know if they're going to be friends for life, but you know, they like had a really good time hanging out and like, they seem like they want to, you know, continue growing this friendship. Uh, two of them live in central Florida. So like, I feel like they'll probably be good friends, at least park buddies. So uh, shouts to my really good friend who I know we record an episode with. I don't know if it will have dropped by the time the listeners are hearing this, uh, but my friend Alana at the, I want to get it right because it's three, it's an alliteration. It is Disney Detail Diva. Alana, I love you. I'm so glad that you met some friends today. Uh, Meg, who has like 13 accounts, but the one I'll shout out is the Magical Meg Nagery. Uh, Meg, love seeing you happy. I know it's been rough for you down there in Florida as a, as a park employee over the past couple months. So uh, glad that you're able to have some fun. And Mari, M. Pineo 9, who we met predominantly through Magic from HomeCon, um, is wonderful. I know she took a trip down there just for this, for these couple days as a little vacation. So shouts to you, Mari. I'm glad that you got to meet some of my friends and hopefully uh, you guys also keep me as a friend, even though, you know, you guys are all a lot cooler than I am. So those are my shout outs for this week, Danny. What about you? All right. I have um, Mariah Rocky. I'm thinking I'm saying it right, hopefully. If not, I apologize. Her photography, I can't get enough of her account. And she's a new account, but it is gorgeous. Like, love everything about this entire... I can't even describe it because... Oh, yeah, she put up the uh, the Hufflepuff's Cup the other day. Yeah. I saw that and was like, God damn. I mean, all, all her... Fo- yeah, okay, yeah. Go ahead. You're right. Continue. Like skills and everybody needs to be following her like it is definitely just one of those accounts that is beautiful and you need to follow it and that's really all i need to say is go follow her somehow she has tessa netting following her even though she's like a brand new account because she's amazing oh i mean sure but like this podcast is amazing is tessa netting following the podcast you gotta work on that i will work on that i'll slide in the dm see see where we can go um all right well at, with that i think we've recorded a podcast episode we have but first oh damn it dustin can you remind everyone of where we can find you and I, the wizarding trunk on the socials dustin i forget this every single episode <laughs> so it is uh just at the wizarding trunk <laughs> look at that simplicity i love it uh real talk y'all i know i've said it a handful of times on this episode and I know y'all are used to hearing me say it in jest, but like his the wizarding trunk again. I, I've gotten two boxes so far. I really can't say enough good about the stuff that's in here. Like we said earlier, it's a collection of practical and you know shelf rep, you know prop replica quality stuff. And you know, I got the other in the first one. I got I got the the letter opener, and the letter opener is so functional. I'm whenever I'm back in the office whenever this pandemic's over who knows when that's going to be that's coming with me to work um it's like a nice personal touch shows off a little bit of the personality he's about to put it up on screen right now love it it's great um point is y'all um you know the same way i mean look we want to hear stories from everybody in the potter community people who we know people who we don't etc etc but the same way that i spend every single episode fawning over sydney dean's artwork I really can't say enough good about about the products that Dustin and his wife 
and all the people who are behind the scenes that help him out uh, put together. It's it's really good stuff, and and we're we're big fans here at Creating Magic. Thank you for joining us, Dustin. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Danny, right. cut the episode. And we're done. Now, listen to your mind. I'm going to bed. So I'm going to come up with another clever idea to get us killed. What? Expelled.